Praise the Lord. You may be seated, and the children, kindergarten through third grade, can go to Children's Church. Ah, praise the Lord. Yeah, take care of that. Thank you, Brooklyn. Praise the Lord. Thank you, leaders. I love their excitement in going downstairs. Praise the Lord. Well, what a week it's been, and uh, so we continue this journey, we continue this journey through the, uh, through the book of Acts, and I praise the Lord for what we have, what we have witnessed here in, here in this place, here in this church, what we have seen what we have seen the Lord do, and we know that the Lord has done far beyond what we could ever see or imagine or think, but just the things that He's allowed us to see and be a part of, um, I, just, I just give Him the praise and the honor for it all. And um, this is going to end Paul and Barnabas's first missionary journey. This is going to be the end of that journey. Now, that... Um, the journey has gone on for much, much longer than the weeks that we've spent talking about it. The journey went on much longer than that because there were times that they would stay in a place for a year. They would stay in a place and they would disciple for a year. And, and, but this is, going to, this is going to wrap up that first missionary journey. And, and what's, so, what's so neat about it is what they do at the end of their first journey. And, and we'll get there in just a moment and, and talk a bit about that. So pick up in Acts chapter 14, the 21st verse. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that He had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. May God bless the reading of His Word. And folks, it was all about the gospel. Everything that Paul and Barnabas were doing on that entire journey in, in, in what, started, what started at that church in Antioch, Syria, you remember it was Antioch, Syria, where they started the journey, where the, church, where the church prayed for them, fasted over them, because the Holy Spirit had, had set them apart for the work that he had called them to. And they, and they left on that journey, and they, and they sailed to Cyprus, and then they, they, went, on, they went on to what is known as modern-day Turkey. 
And, and they worked, and they worked all through that. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that we are spending time in this part of God's Word right now, and we see all that is happening in and around Turkey? In and around Turkey, and, and just the, just the um, whether we, whether we want to say the turmoil, but we also know that God is working in Turkey. God is working in that place. God is working in that place that has become 98% Muslim. And, and so, um, just want just to, again, praise Him and, and be thankful for those missionaries that are working in that part of the world and, and taking the gospel to that part of the world. So they had gone to Derby, and, and, and they, left, they left all these places because, um, you know, Paul got stoned in the last place that he was at, there in Leicester. He got stoned there, and then all of these um, all of these turmoils, all of these persecutions, all of these things, you, you know, people rising up against them, and they were being run out of every place that they went. They were being, and, and, but that didn't stop. That, that, it, that, was just, that was just the gospel going further, was it not? That was just the gospel moving from place to place because they knew what their task was. They knew what they were going to do, and that was to share the gospel. So, so here we are. Um, gospel witnessing stories for this week. And, and I'm excited. Now, now, here's a little difference in what we've got to do. We, we've got to talk on the handheld mic. So don't be afraid of that. And, but we've got to talk on that mic. Um, but Josh, go ahead and kick us off with these, uh, with these gospel witnessing stories. Just listen to what he's about to tell you. So a couple, I actually have two this week, and, and both of them were really kind of crazy. The first is kind of funny. I, I just bought a house back in the summer, and um, the first day we were in the house, the, this, this little old lady and her husband pull up to the house and were, I guess they had owned the house before, and they, they were feeding the herd of feral cats outside of my house, is what it was. Um, and like 20 feral cats. I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous. And so I'm thinking, my gosh, what is this? You know, what does she want? Um, she wanted to continue to feed the cats, even though we were living there now. And I'm thinking, man, do I really want someone I've never met before to feed, you know, like show up at my house every night to feed these cats, you know? Um, and so anyway, I, I let her, Whitney and I let her continue to do that because I didn't have the heart to, you know, tell her no. Uh, anyway, so I, I've been sort of convicted this, I don't know, maybe the past couple of weeks, you know, this is an opportunity. I've got this lady when she comes to my house. I can witness to her. And so she, she came down, uh, I guess it was Monday night, and um, the Lord just opened the door, and, and she told me about her husband who just got cancer and um, was telling me about this. She was very emotional about that, and so I was able to tell her, look, you know, uh, this is a good time for, for you to know Jesus if you don't. And I was able to pray with her husband and spend some time just, just telling them that, that God loves them and uh, giving them the gospel. Um, you know, so I don't know where the Lord will take it from here, but it's just interesting, um, a story like that where I guess most people would have thought I was crazy, and maybe I'm a little crazy, um, for letting a stranger come and feed the cats every night at my house, but um, you just never know what opportunities will come out of stuff like that. Well, anyway, the second story is Friday night, my neighbor, who is country is the is the right word he's my kind of people um but you know so so he's a good old boy you know um from the south his whole life and he's a farmer and everything like that 
and I've been talking to him for a while, and uh, this particular night he brought over some homemade apple butter that they had made, um, just being a good neighbor. And just out of the blue, as soon as he gave me the apple butter, he said, hey, I need to ask you a question. Um, do you, are you a preacher? And um, I said, well, yeah, I, I preach. Um, and he said, well, look, in my old age, you know, he's like, I want to get right with the Lord. And he, and he said, and I don't know how. And he said, I'm, you know, I curse and drink and carry on and haven't led a very good life um, for the most part. He said, I'll, I'll just be straight up with you. That's where I am. And so I sat there for 30 minutes and had a conversation about the gospel and how none of us are, you know, we're all kind of screwed up. Um, that's why we need Jesus. And, um, you know, was able to talk to him about what it means to follow Christ and was able to talk to him about, you know, turning away from sin, but, you know, no one is so sinful that they can't be saved. And um, I just put my arm around him and told him that, you know, Christians love him, I love him, you know, um, but Jesus loves him. Um, and just, just spent some time um, talking to him, even in the prayer, praying through the gospel so that he heard it multiple times. Um, and we'll see where this goes. The conversation is to, to be continued, but literally, literally, twice this week, people have shown up at my door. And one of them showed up at my door and asked for the gospel. I mean, literally. I have never heard of such a thing in my entire life. Um, and we'll see what God does with it. But it's just, it's just amazing. I, I wasn't at this house a year ago. You know, I wasn't at this house six months ago. But now that I'm here, um, the Lord is just literally bringing them to me. And I just have to share. I just have to give them the gospel and tell them that I love them and be a good neighbor. Um, and it's just interesting and it's crazy to see what God does with that. So, does anybody else have any others? Yeah. Uh, what makes them think you were a preacher? <laughs> so here's the story behind that. The day I moved in, my mom helped me move. And so she stops at my neighbor's house because they see him outside and says, hey, take care of my boy. And by the way, he's a preacher. Oh. Thanks, Mom. But, but you never know, you know, you never know. Yeah, you, she set me up, basically. So she set the standard really high, but, you know. Um, anybody else have any other stories they want to share? I'll gladly pass off the mic. Thank you, Josh. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> and, I would, and I would, it happens in everything we do. Every, everywhere we go, we have opportunity to talk about Jesus with people. It, it, it just doesn't matter, and it doesn't take much to get the conversation going. And you know, and you know as, a, um, as a pastor, I have many different opportunities to share the gospel. I'll have opportunities. I had an opportunity yesterday with a group of folks at my first, at my first ever um, quinceanera. It was for, that's exactly what it's called. That's what, exactly what it's called, and, and uh, I can even spell it. And, but it was, um, it was a, it's a Spanish tradition, and it was, it was for Ashley Thomas, and had the opportunity to, um, to just share words of life with that group of people, to share, to share the gospel with, with those folks for that, for that brief moment, for that brief moment that I, that I had with them, and, you know, there were some there that did not understand a word I said because, because they did not speak 
They did not speak English. And, but, and, and I, pray, I pray that the Lord um, in that situation was able to open their ears to what they needed to hear to what they needed to hear. And so, folks, there are just so many different opportunities in our lives to, to share the gospel with people. And, and, and that's, what, that's our task. As Christians, that is our task. That as, that as we are loving on people and serving people and doing the things that we're doing, that we're telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Josh and I just enjoyed that conversation this morning of what the Lord is doing on that piece of ground, on that piece of ground in Lynchburg. And oh yeah, I did kind of tell him it might be the beginning of a, of a home group in Lynchburg, but we'll see how that goes. But anyhow, so, so they've, come, they've come to Derby and the gospel, the gospel is being preached. Now you got to remember, Paul just got stoned because of preaching the gospel. And, 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 but that cannot, it cannot stop us. What what happens, what happens along the way cannot, cannot stop us. We must, we must boldly proclaim the gospel everywhere we go. You know, I, I, wonder if, I wonder if you really understood, if you really understood what could happen, what could happen, would you, would, would you have accepted Christ in the first place? And I pray that you would. I pray that, there, that, that, when, that when the Lord Jesus Christ came into your life, that, that you knew that that was the only decision that you could make. That was truly the only decision that you could make. And, and, and so, what does he do? What do Paul and Barnabas do after they finish in Derby? After, after disciples are being, are being made, people are being raised up in that place in Derby, that final place that they would go before they turn around and start their way back? Before they turn around and start their way back, they, they would, you would, well, what would you have done? What would you have done if, if you had been persecuted, beaten, stoned, imprisoned, whatever, in, in those other places, would you have gone that way home? Would you have traveled that way home? Well, they knew they had to. They knew they had to. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. It says, after they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Those places where, that, where persecution had been great. That, those places where, where, they, where, where they had been um, persecuted for their faith in whatever way it occurred, they knew they had to go back there. They knew they had to go, go through there. And, and here's what they went to do. Strengthening the soul's of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So, so here's, so, so here's what, what they did. Those gospel stories that we've been hearing in this place, keep it up. Continue to share Christ. Continue to share the message of love, the message of hope, the message that every person that every person needs to hear and needs to know. You, you know, to, to strengthen, and, and, and it, this, is a, this is a spiritual strengthening. This is a spiritual encouragement. This is, this is you, you, it's one thing to be physically fit. It's another thing to be spiritually fit. To be spiritually fit and spiritually able to, to, do, to do, because Paul and Barnabas aren't going to stay long. 
They're not going to stay long in, the, in their journey back because they have, they, they, they have their task. They know what their role is. And, and, and so you're going, to be, you're going to be left here to carry on the work, to carry on the work of the church, to carry on the work of the gospel going forth in that, in that community. More people need to hear. More people need to hear. And, and as, they, as, as he's talking to them, because you've got to remember the, the time frame that we're talking about. It's probably a good chance. Now, of course, we're, we're a good ways from Jerusalem, okay? We're a good, good ways from Jerusalem. But you know, this was not that long after Christ had been crucified. This was not that long after that. And in some of their travels, because they're going to eventually head back to Jerusalem, they're going to be talking to people that may have even been standing there when Christ was crucified. That may, have even, that may have even known what the true cross or the true cost of the cross really was. What the true cost of Christianity really is. See, see I, don't, I don't think in, in, in this country and in this day, I don't, I don't know that we um, size that up very well. I don't know that we, truly, that we truly understand that. But... There are people. I was reminded last week, you, you remember we prayed for Andrew Brunson? And a week later, and a week later he's home. Now, um, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. But someone came up to me after last week's service and reminded me of other people that are imprisoned right now because of their faith. People that, people that um, were named that are still in prisons because of their faith. We, we cannot forget about that. We cannot take that lightly. We cannot, you, you, you know what? That should propel our gospel conversations because of what others are paying to be a Christian. It says we must through tri- many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Go to 2 Timothy for, with me for a moment. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Just as a reminder, you know, Paul made it. Paul made it clear what happened in those places, and he's Paul is writing this to Timothy, a young preacher. And in chapter three, verse ten of Second Timothy, it says, "But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured." And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And everything that happened, in everything that happened, the Lord, the, the Lord delivered Paul through it. And, and, and I, want you to, I want you to understand something. Paul would minister for 20 years. About 20 years. From the start, from when he, from when he got saved, until he got beheaded. And he got beheaded because of his faith. Okay? And, 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 here's the, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. He said, he told Timothy when he wrote that, that he was delivered from every persecution. He was delivered from every persecution. I want you to realize he was even delivered from what happened to Nero. What happened with Nero. Nero is the, was the emperor that had him beheaded. He was even delivered from that. 
Because, because you know what? Paul was of the belief. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So see, there is delivery in it all. And, and, and what Paul is trying to get these folks to understand, I'm a, bit, I'm, I'm, I'm a tad bit emotional right this moment, and, and, it's, and some people here know why, but, but, I, but I, want you to, um, I want you to understand that many tribulations that we will face, we don't know. We don't know what will happen in our, in our life in this faith journey. We, we, we don't know what, what will come. We don't... <clears throat> I, you, you wouldn't believe how many people ask me, are you scared when you go to... Are you scared when you go to Africa? No, I'm not scared. Because I trust the Lord. Because I trust the Lord and I, and, and I know that the Lord has called us to be there no matter, no matter what happens when we're there. I, 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 I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord that, that, that you know what? And, and, and there are others that go other places. And, and, and you know what? We, we, we simply trust the Lord in that. Whether, whether, we're going to, whether we're going to Baltimore, whether we're going to Guatemala, or whether we're, we're, Lithuania, wherever, wherever God takes us. I mean, you, you, you know what? And, and it, could be, it could be across the street. It could be, you, you don't, we don't know. We, we don't know. But... Paul says, Paul says that we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. We, we, we must simply, do, do you understand, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to make this sound morbid, please don't take it that way, but do you understand that we prepared and we took care of our death when we accept Christ as Lord and Savior? When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when we ask Jesus to come into our life, then you, you, then you know what? We've taken care, we've taken care of death. We've dealt with it, we've dealt with it, and we can move on from it. We don't have to think about it, we don't have to worry about it. We just, we just live our life to the fullest. And part of living our life to the fullest is telling others about Jesus. Telling others about Him. And then it goes on, it says, So, we, so, so when they had appointed elders in every church, that presbytos, that presbytus, that those elders, bishops, overseers, pastors, when they, had, when they remember that missionary journey, remember the missionary journey, entry into a place, evangelism, discipleship, healthy church formation, leadership development, exit. Whoop. And they're back out again. And, and, and that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. They're raising up. God is raising up leaders. They're, they're encouraging and discipling and teaching. You, don't, you, you know what? You, what, what greater, what greater th- um, privilege than pastors can have than to go to other parts of the world and train other pastors and to have the opportunity to teach other pastors and to, and to be a mentor. And after they had done that, they prayed with fasting. And they commended them to the Lord. They gave them over to the Lord. They gave them over to the Lord. And they, and, and they said, to whom they had believed. And, and, and you know what? Because, again, we talk about all these different things. We're doing trunk or treat. We're doing uh, an Awana Fall Festival. We're, we're, going, we're doing all of these things. We're doing all these things. But remember, remember what I said last week? We don't need any of those things. We don't need any of those things. Praise God, praise God, we're going to do those things, but we don't need those things. There are two things that we need. 
two things that we need to be a witness for Jesus Christ. His Spirit and His Word. His Spirit and His Word. Well, guess what? Guess what? When we become, when we become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess who comes to live within each one of us? The Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is with us, and we have His Word. We have His Word. Praise God, we have His Word. And, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Even if they try to take it away, guess where they can't take it from? They can't take it from your heart. They can't take, they can't take the Word that you've let sink in and become a part of who you are. You, 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 that's, why, that, that's why we ought to be in this Word, and we, and we ought to understand what this Word means in our life. So that, so that we can live as, as we should and we, and we can do. And it goes on. And it says, after they had passed through Pisidia. And I learned something about Antioch Pisidia. I learned something about that place. They said that place was so mountainous and rugged. That's the place where uh, Josh brought that message of, of Paul preaching in that place. Of, of, his, of his longest sermon. Uh, of one of his long, longest sermons being, being recorded there. And the um, thing is, very mountainous, very rugged, difficult, difficult at best for the, for the gospel to go forth there. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I remember being in South America. I remember being in South America, and I remember riding a charter bus on roads. The charter bus was wider than the roads were. Okay? And the, and the power lines... And the power lines were so low that we had to get out of the bus. Um, some of us men had to get out of the bus and raise the, raise the um, pine tree that the, that the power line was hooked to so that the bus could get under it. I, I remember doing that. And we're riding up, through, we're riding up, riding up this road. And like I said, the, the bus was wider than the road was. And we're riding up through here. And, and, you, would, and you would roll up to this place. And all of a sudden, you'd be in this village of people. And, and then you'd leave, and, and you would think that you were in absolute nowhere, and you'd ride a little further, and you'd roll up on these people. And, and I mean, you know, we, we made it to about 15,000 feet on this bus, on this mountain, in the Andes, and um, only God knows how. But, but the thing is, God knows where these people are. God knows where these people are that, that, that have never heard His name that have never heard the gospel ever before. And, and, we, and we therefore, and we therefore um, must be praying, must be praying for how the gospel can go forth. And, you know, the technology of today is to a point that, you know what, there should not be a people anywhere in this world that has not heard. But there are still people that have not heard. I'm going to talk to you about Jamie KD's um, prayer request for now. Jamie KD is that person, is that journeyman that we've been praying for that's in the Middle East, that's in a difficult part of this world that we, we can't even name that person's name. We can't name where that person's at other than that general region because of, because of danger to her or danger to others. But anyhow, it goes on and says, Now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. In other words, in other words, now they're sailing back to Antioch, Syria. They're sailing back to Antioch, Syria. 
and look at what they're going to do. Now, when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Look what they did. They came back to the church that sent them out and they gave report. It, King James said they rehearsed. They rehearsed all that happened. I can, I can almost picture that. I can almost picture that as they're, as they're telling the story of all of those places where they went, of what happened in all of those places. And, and just sharing. That's the reason when we come back from somewhere, when we come back from somewhere, that we've sent people out. And you know, we do that pretty special here. I, I think we do Acts 13 here every time we send people out. You know what? When they come back, Whoever they are, they ought to be able to sit on this platform. And, you know, I listened. I went to a conference in Georgia just uh, the beginning of this month, and I listened to some churches that, can, that will barely give them five minutes to share what happened on their trip, what happened on their journey. I said, I don't, what's up with y'all? What is, what's up with that? You know what? You got the whole service. You got the, and most people look at me and say, I don't want the whole service. I barely want to talk the amount of time you gave me. But, but the thing is, I'm sitting here going, hey, you got it. Tell the story. Tell what happened. Let's, let's, as a church, praise God together for what he's doing all around this world. For what he's doing all around this world. And, and, and you, you know what? It might, even encourage, it might even encourage one that hasn't been to go. That's the reason I, I, I invite people to go to Baltimore with us. I invite people, you know, we go every other month. We go every other month. But, but the thing is, I've been on every trip. And, and I go on every trip because, you know what? I want to be on every trip. It's not because I have to be on every trip. It's because I want to be on every trip. I want to be up there where, where that's going on, where that's happening. And so, uh, you know, I just encourage you to to want to be to want to be a part of that. And that's the reason we give these reports. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you right now, Jamie Jamie Katie's. You know, of course, that's a pseudonym. That's we we cannot name we cannot name that name. But anyhow, updates and praises. Our friend E is still asking questions about truth. Please continue to lift her up. Language is coming along. It's slow, but it's coming. There's some violence arising in a neighboring area. Please ask Father to protect our brothers and sisters in this area. Please ask Father that the people in this area will come to know of the peace that can only come from Him. My teammate and I will be traveling to North Africa for some additional training. Please ask Father for an easy exit from our country. We will be leaving our country around 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on October 18th, which was this past Thursday. If you are able, please lift us up during that time. Please ask Father for an easy re-entry into our country after the training. We will be, be re-entering about 1 o'clock on October 30th. Please ask Father for a good training so that we will be better equipped to serve Him among our people group and make him known here. Thank you for your faithful support through talking to Father. So, let's take a moment and let's go to prayer for Jamie. 
and for the work that is going on there. Our dear, most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, I do lift up Jamie KD and, and M. Uh, those two that are, that are working there in that part of the world, a part of the world where the gospel finds difficulty going forth, but yet still goes forth. Lord, you, you have a plan. Lord, you have a way. Lord, you are using, you are using these and others to take the gospel to the most difficult of places. Lord, I pray for them as they are there in North Africa for this training. Lord, I pray that there is a, it's a good time of training, a good time of encouragement and strengthening of the, uh, of the souls of, of those who are believers. And, and Lord, just a great opportunity to, to better share the gospel. Thank you for the language study and the fact that it continues to... Um, progress. Lord, just praying for their every need, praying for E, praying that E will get the answers to the questions, that E will be introduced to Jesus, and that E will accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in their life, and I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. Lord, you are hearing our prayers. You're answering our prayers. Lord, and, and, and Lord, um, Lord, you bless obedience. And, and, and Lord, you, you, you bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. But Lord, I, I want to thank you that you answered our prayers this morning. Lord, and, and you, you, have done, you have done here, you, you, you have, Lord, you showed up. And Lord, Lord it's, it's, a place that for, it's a place that for a group of us, we can nail down a spiritual marker. And we can, and we can know, and we can know that you answered prayer. Lord, we, we thank you for that. Lord, I lift up each person that's in this place right now. Lord, I pray that they know you as Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that they, um, they have accepted you. And if they have not, then Lord, I pray that when we come to our time of invitation here, Lord, I pray that you would give them the boldness to, to come and to talk to one of us. And Lord, Lord that, that, we could, that we could help them with their salvation. That, that, Lord, you're the one that does all the work. You're the one that prepares the heart. You're the one that prepares the soil. You're the one that is, is working. And, Lord, I, I, I just pray. I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to work in Jamie and Em's life as, as they serve you there in that Difficult part of the world, but that part of the world that so desperately needs the gospel. And Lord, um, and Lord, as as we as, as we continue to to watch the journey of Paul, as we continue to march through this book of Acts, Lord, that that we would see in our own context, that we would see in our own lives, that we would see in our own church. Lord, what you, are, what you are doing 
in our community, what you're doing in our, in our state, what you're doing in our nation, what you're doing in our world. Lord, um, Lord I, I, just, I just give you the praise for the opportunity to be partnered with uh, Jamie and him, partnered right now in prayer. Lord, I thank you for the other uh, opportunities for partnership we have, whether it be in Baltimore, whether it be in church plants, whether it be in Africa. Father, wherever in this world, Guatemala, Lithuania, Father, wherever in this world you have us, wherever in this world that you would want us to go. Lord, I thank you for each and every platform that we have. Lord, Lord platforms that you, have, that you have given us, doors that you have opened for us. Lord, I think about Dens right this moment and, and what you're doing, what you're doing through them. Lord, and, and, and just, the, just the way in which, way in which you're taking this, this work that they, that they have done, this work that they have poured their lives into. And Lord, you're blessing it and you're, and you're using it. Father, to increase their platform, increase their opportunity for the gospel to go forth in, in those places where you, where you take them. Lord, I just, again, I just want to give you the praise, the honor, the glory for all that you're doing. And Lord, we, um, we just want to continue to hear from you and to obediently follow you. Lord, all this you must press in holy name. Amen. And he said, so they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Um, praise team, y'all can come on up while. But I simply, there was nothing that was going to stop the gospel from going forth. Um, there have been many that have tried. There have been many that have tried to stop God's word from going forth. There, there have been many that have tried to, they, they've, they've, they've tried to take this word away. They've tried to stop the people who would take this word. Um, but nothing has stopped it. And nothing will. And I praise God, I praise God for that. I praise God for that. And um, my good friend David Creasy um, died this past Monday after a four-year fight with cancer. I believe David, David won the battle. David won the battle because the, the Lord had fought the battle for him. He was a man of God, had given his life to the Lord, stands in the Lord's presence today, fully whole, no more suffering, no more pain. And um, it's, it's just going to be a joy to, it's going to be a joy to, to celebrate his life tomorrow. Um, in, that, in that service, a good friend of ours, Christine Dance, is, after 92 years on this earth, has gone home to be with the Lord. And I praise God for her life, and I praise God for what, for what um, He's done through her. Um, and, you know, as, as we continue on, as we continue on, I pray that you will boldly, you will boldly proclaim the gospel everywhere you go. Letting people know of the most important message, the most important message they could ever hear. God bless. Let's stand together.